0: This is spoiler. Oh, hey, it's spoilers. What's happening? Let's talk about some full metal jacket. This your boy not your boy, but your host, Vince, the Intern, <laughs> out here Mile High. <laughs> He's Mile High himself, obviously. Let's kick it off and go around the table and see who's here and, uh, and uh, give a little first impression of the first time you saw the drill sergeant. Pappy, start us off.
1: I am Gunnery Sergeant Pappy, recording from <laughs> Elkhart, Indiana, your senior spoiler instructor. Um, that Actually, this was the first time I had seen this movie. I knew that guy from the show you had on History Channel of oh, course he's been in a lot of yeah, commercials but, yeah yeah but uh i mean that monologue's classic it's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie
0: money mike
2: uh present first class money mike reporting here <laughs> with, uh, with possible case of pneumonia who knows might be dying
3: sleep up right <laughs>
2: uh yeah i think the first time i saw him he was doing commercials i think it was like a i, I don't know probably like a Car insurance commercial or something, just yelling at the screen. I, I don't know. The
1: general? Does he do the general? Yeah. No, that's the guy. That's the guy from uh, Reno 911 and Rocco's body. Oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. It
0: is.
2: Good oh. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was the first time I've seen. That's the first time I've seen him. I haven't seen the movie in a while, so
0: Stevie, our <laughs> beloved Star Wars life day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is Private CV Putman recording from Mishawaka, Indiana, sanitation duty. Oh shit! For your
1: private snowball.
3: Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Private Churro for all you know. Um.
1: <laughs> first time
3: Churro. I saw Gunnery Sergeant uh, Arlie Ermey, he was playing Coach in Saving Silverman, and I absolutely uh, love that movie. Nice movie. So uh, yeah, it's the first time I remember him. Cool dude.
4: This is Rear Admiral Jordan Long, uh, reporting <laughs> <laughs> from Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, yeah, this is the second time I've seen this movie, but it's been several years, and I I just think his like he has the funniest jokes that I've ever heard, just screamed at the top at the top of someone's lungs, and I never know whether to like be scared or laugh, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely, and I have some of those written down um, here in my notes, but. Some of them I don't think I should say. <laughs> like the one that made me laugh the most, but also <laughs> might offend the most people. So <laughs> I think we all would agree that that opening act of um, basically boot camp for, for the Marines it was the best part, by far the best part of the movie. It's It kind of cuts out all the political parts. It doesn't really get into, you know, the whole Vietnam. <laughs> Not more controversy, but uh, it's just funny. It's funny and it's probably somewhat realistic if you cut out the humor, but I think that's just kind of some sick, uh, funny humor sprinkled in. Um, I read, obviously, I think we all read the IMDb page because that's what we do, but I read that uh, 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 R. Lee Ermey basically convinced Stanley Kubrick to play the role. Um, I think he was on set kind of like helping out with the dialogue and how a drill sergeant would act, but he kept saying, no, they're doing it wrong. And then um, I read a little piece. I don't know if it's on IMDb. I might have read it somewhere else. He actually stood up in Stanley Kubrick's face and, like, yelled at him as if um, he was, like, a soldier and he was a, a drill sergeant. And Stanley Kubrick just, like, sat down and was kind of shocked. And uh, from that point on, put him into the film. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's my least favorite part of the movie. What do you guys think? Like, what, What's your favorite parts of the movie? I know we kind of chatted in the group chat that it might not be a strong story overall but maybe it is so i guess what's your guys's favorite parts
1: well i would say that opening scene of course is my favorite part but also a little underrated i think is the last scene of the film and the tension that builds with the sniper in the yeah. building yeah as you see that it's actually playing
0: out on my tv right now i have it muted in the background that's funny but go ahead
1: what i didn't really care about were joker's um uh, I mean them sort of traveling around Vietnam getting hookers and then jokers. <laughs> that wasn't as interesting to me. But uh, for me the opening and closing scenes were really well done. And then uh sorry, I don't even have my correct notes in front of me. What was the guy who uh, killed himself and uh
3: Sergeant Pyle?
1: Yeah. Or private Pyle. yeah, Private Pyle. When Private Pyle that like whore. killed yes. himself like uh sort of a quarter of the way through the movie I mean that's what I kinda said
3: to you earlier. You you lose your fur you know your two most compelling characters in the first 40 minutes. And then you have a bunch of characters that you really don't care about from there on out. But my favorite parts of the movie definitely were just being on the island in boot camp. Yeah, um, definitely. What I hated was uh, Joker telling you where he, where he was and what like the setup was, the scenes and his narrations.
0: Oh, so I have a bone to pick with that, too, because I think the first 45 minutes of the film, there is zero narration. And then they're getting the end of um, boot camp, and then all of a sudden Joker's voice comes over as like a voiceover narration. I thought that was a weird placement. Yeah, the uh, first
3: narration was his last, yeah. night,
0: was, uh, yeah, his last night on was guard duty, pretty much. Yeah, which was 50 minutes into the film, you know? It's not like it was... Yeah,
3: it's him on Firewatch. Minutes. And then he does it about three more times. Yeah, I just I didn't care for that. I hated the character Rafter Man. I thought
0: I love that name though, Rafterman. <laughs> hey,
3: Rafterman's cool, but he was just the worst <laughs> yeah. character.
0: True. Well, honestly, the acting might have been a little poor too. I I don't know. I like the name, and I think maybe they were playing off of like in war, any kind of fraternized situation. Like someone with a fun name, even if they're boring, is fun to say. So like they're kind of just around. And I yeah. feel like his character was just hanging around. Like it wasn't. He didn't really bring anything to the table. Um, and maybe that was built in maybe not i
4: don't know vince as like the resident stan Kubrick expert do you <laughs> don't
0: call me an expert <laughs> <laughs> on anything
4: do you know like so to me it feels like two like really like kind of like separate films almost like where like the first part is uh, commenting on like the brutality of like boot camp and all that shit and then the second one is much more of like a social commentary on like the vietnam war and stuff and actually maybe like Read a little like read up on the Vietnam War a little bit because we sure. never got to that part in AP history. Um, yeah, um, that part of the not story, any teachers, or anything that part of the yeah. story, <laughs> yeah, the story of history. Um, <laughs> Thanks yeah. a lot,
1: Mr. Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you out by out. Out. <laughs> so,
4: do you know, like, is there have you like read anything on that? If like it's is it just that disjointed on purpose or what?
0: Well, that's interesting that you say that. I did read somewhere in it. Honestly, might be MDB, So, um, you know, maybe you guys read it too. Uh, but I read that they were shot at different points. So the boot camp part was actually shot second, after the entire Vietnam, like actual war part. So the first scene that was shot was actually Joker and Rafter Man chilling in like that, like downtown city area, drinking like a beer at like an outdoor. Um, I don't know, cafe or whatever. And then that uh, prostitute comes up and she's like, me so horny, <laughs> um, you know, that whole part. So um, that was actually the first scene shot. And then they shot the entire war part. And then the last scene shot, um, as far as like production and shooting the, the film goes, was graduation day um, at the barracks of, of boot camp. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if on purpose of like the writing or the script or the main idea was to have it as two separate pieces um, as kind of format or as mentioned was, you know, maybe how brutal boot camp can be and also how brutal war can be. And I think Joker's part was somewhat of a liaison, uh, um, I don't know, tie between the two of, you know, first of all, he was the Joker. So obviously he's making jokes and whatnot and trying to be the comic bridge between the two. Um, But also, like, the reporting part was kind of the bridge between the two separate entities as well. I don't know if that was a purpose or not, but I did read that they were shot at different times. So a long-winded answer to your question would be that uh, I'm not sure if it's intentional, but they were shot at different times.
1: Well, the, uh, the, the drill sergeant was in a pretty serious car crash and almost died and had to yeah. halt production for four months, too. So, I mean, that could have even mm-hmm. added to the further disjunction because by that point, it's been you know, almost a year since they shot the Vietnam scenes. Damn, okay.
4: Sure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, who knows how many kind of rewrites or, or whatnot or different idea changes could happen in time off like that. But um, yeah, I don't know if that's good insights to your question, but
4: no, I mean, um, I just think it's, it's interesting because I usually think of Kubrick's movies of, ha- of having like a, a theme kind of stringing everything together. And this was I mean, there is because obviously it's wartime and all that. But <laughs> It's, it seems like two different pieces almost.
0: Definitely. No, I, I definitely agree. So as... Well, Mikey, have we gotten to, um, to to your like first take of that?
4: Of
2: what? Of just the movie overall? I kind of dropped out there for a second. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. It, it's like the first part of like seeing the drill sergeant and then also um, just like the movie overall. What was your favorite part? Uh, Mikey
1: went section eight on us there for a minute. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah the, the, the
1: first half is
0: definitely my favorite part i
2: mean i i don't know what you guys said but i'm pretty sure you guys would agree that it's the <laughs> yeah. better half of the movie
0: yeah we were agreeing
2: yeah That's uh, not to take anything away from the second half i mean the second half has like very realistic uh ac- i don't know not so much action but just like war scenes and it's pretty gritty and i'd say the strongest part of the second half is uh the sniper scene
0: yeah, oh, yeah. the same thing as you dropped out <laughs>
2: love it uh love it. the uh the black guy gets shot, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, yes. uh, cowboy is telling him not to, not to fire her back. That part is probably the best scene of the second half of the movie. But uh, I think overall the first half is a lot better because it's more comedic. You're learning about Joker. Uh, it has the drill sergeant, who is like the strongest character in the whole movie. Definitely. Even though his time is cut short, but yeah. That was
1: my i had a question about the drill sergeant i don't know if anyone knows um do you remember when he makes a dude choke himself <laughs> yeah, that was
0: pile yeah. that was pile that he made <laughs> what's
1: yeah. what's the point of doing that is it just because he can't do that to him or would it just be extra humiliating or i i mean i i liked it but i didn't get it
0: i mean that raises a good question my take was that it was just extra like i don't know kind of the drill sergeant's power over his yeah, underling, I guess. just making okay.
2: piles subservient to him. That makes yeah. sense, yeah.
0: But since, Pappy, you brought up that car crash. No, that was his right hand. So I guess he injured, like, his left ribs and his left arm was a little immobile. So I was thinking maybe that was part of a reshoot, but I don't think it is. So conspiracy debunked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think out loud for you guys. It's better than debunked in five seconds.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: takes. Before you even know what I'm talking about, I got it debunk. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so, so this this came out in 1987. Um, it was uh, Kubrick's penultimate film, um, the second from last. And during 1987, we should mention that another Vietnam movie came out, um, Platoon. An Oliver Stone movie with Charlie Sheen, um, and I actually really, really enjoy that movie as well. And I think we should Charlie also Charlie Sheen of Young Guns. Charlie Sheen of Young Guns, <laughs> of
1: Young Charlie... Guns fame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> known and rose to stardom from Young Guns. Charlie Sheen,
1: um, I don't know. is it?
0: <laughs> is it this movie? <laughs> and uh, we should mention that it won Best Picture of 1987. So there's two Vietnam movies oh. that came out. Kubrick, one of the best directors of all times, second to last film. And then Oliver Stone, who's also a very uh, well-renowned director as well, and he won Best Picture for it. Um, So let's go around. Have you guys seen Platoon? I have.
1: Oh, yeah. Many a time. um, Are you you asking me to pick which one of these I prefer? Oh, shoot. Why not? Let's do that.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even asking that, but that's a good
1: question. I'd give the nod to Platoon, I think. Um, yeah, I like William Defoe's performance. I think it's better overall as a movie, but it, um, Full Metal Jacket has the better sequence of the sergeant, but overall, I prefer Platoon. Nice money. What would you pick? I haven't
2: seen Platoon Who I should, in it either. We should spoil yeah. that
1: at some point.
3: Johnny yeah. Depp, Tom Berenger, Willem Defoe, Charlie Dafoe's, Sheen.
0: Defoe's performance is better than Sheen's for sure. It's really Dafoe's good. Is
1: the man in that movie? I think he still looks <laughs> the same. Was yeah, he's aged in 37 years.
2: <laughs> I don't was know. Was FMJ if... nominated for yes. Best Pick? No. Yes. Uh, uh,
1: it wasn't? No. I don't think it was Best Pick. It was, it was only it nominated nom- for Best uh, Adaptation. Oh, I, yeah. thought,
0: I thought Kubrick was nominated. My bad. Nope. No, <laughs> there was an Oscar nomination in this. And it was uh, for Adaptation,
1: yeah. Because it was a book, yeah. Yeah,
0: that was the only one. And it was Kubrick's 13th and final. He didn't get one for Eyes Wide Shut. Go figure. <laughs> I like that movie, but that's for another day. <laughs> uh,
3: if I had to pick one of the two, I'd definitely pick, uh, Platoon, which, sorry to be a fact check, uh, Stickler, um, Platoon came true. out in February of 1986, uh, Full Metal Jacket came out in July of 1987, but Platoon Whoa. won the Oscar in
0: 1987. Oh, but
3: th- how does that work? Because you, you have your movie calendar year. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, never mind yeah <laughs> don't teach me um okay either way they came out very similar very
3: very, very close to each other
0: yeah, yeah and they both were in the same oscar class i guess so um mm-hmm. but I, I i'm glad you fact-checked that because i did think that platoon came out in 67 but that makes sense yeah um jordan long have you seen platoon
4: no i haven't seen it um shocker yeah, big
0: time. <laughs> Emilio Estevez wasn't, and it wasn't a Western. That's what it there it is. There it is.
4: <laughs> <laughs> really busy with fucking Emilio Estevez joints. <laughs> Jones exclusively
0: oh
1: brother duo only Wait. this is kind of off the rails with some meta petty shit right
0: <laughs> <now>. oh <laughs> god yeah all right anyways so pappy says um platoon stevie says platoon what you say? money and jordan can't speak on it and so my opinion i would probably say platoon is the better film um overall and not just to give the oscars you know the credit that they want not maybe not that they deserve but the credit that they want but i think it is a better film it's a better script overall it's it. I think it's Oliver Stone's best work. Um, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of all his other stuff, but he's not a terrible director. Uh, but I do think it is his best work. Um, and I think it is a better film. Um, with that being said, though, Full Metal Jacket's a weird piece it, it, because I think Jordan brought up the point of it's it's almost two different movies. And so it's it's tough to uh, like judge the entire thing because there's such a, a, a sharp contrast of storyline after they leave boot camp and maybe it could just be good storytelling where that's kind of what they were trying to portray you go to boot camp you go in as a as a person with a name and identity they strip all that and you just become <clears throat> the united states marine corps and then they ship you off to something completely different that you've never seen and maybe that's what was trying to be portrayed through the very um quick sudden dress change between the two between boot camp and then into the into the thick of it.
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think you see that transformation in the Joker's character after the sniper scene when he's falling in line with the other Marines and singing the Mickey Mouse theme song. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> they sort
1: of lost yeah. his identity that's and become, fun scene. Yeah, become part of this unit. And actually, the only other fun fact that I want to point out is that the original who Kubrick wanted was Anthony Michael Hall of The Breakfast Club to play the Joker. And oh, wow. my God. And he turned Kubrick down. You oh, stand really? me up? Yeah, really. Yeah, they couldn't come to so, a financial agreement as the official. Well, know, I read uh, another interesting.
0: Thing Denzel. Denzel was possibly up for a snowball. Wow and turned it down. I don't know where I read that. I think IMDB. you know <laughs> the fact checker of uh, That would have been
3: a young them. Denzel. maybe not Denzel. That'd have been like 87. Pre- oh, that wouldn't be.
1: So. Yeah, I no, I think
3: it was, like came on 89. Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, be about right. Yeah, then. I think it was just for a 20 year old. Yeah, that you know? that have been right. Yeah.
0: Um. So I think we should we should note Pyle's performance. So I think it was Ermy that quoted this that uh, he thought Pyle had the best performance out of all the um. I don't know. What do you call them? Uh... Privates. Privates. Yeah. Sure. Or, or like the maggots that Chris, first
4: came yeah. in. Maggots.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And. Uh, his name is Vincent D'onfrio? D'Onfrio. I've never been able to say his name. Vincent D'Onfrio? 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 It's called Vincent D. Vincent, Vinny D. So it's Vinny just, D.
3: Oh, yeah. That's
0: better. Vinny D. The- <laughs> <laughs> Vinny D's put on some Christmas pounds. Um But yeah, so... No, he's still huge. He's a big dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he could... Uh, but he put on the weight for the role, this right? This is what he put I'm trying so hard
0: to get to, but yes, Bappy, exactly. <laughs> so he put on 70 pounds to play this film, or uh, play this role in this film, and he broke Robert De Niro's movie movie weight record, is what I've looked up, which was previously 60 pounds for Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull in 1980. Which I guess that doesn't make s- Oh, yeah, it does make sense. But yeah, so... Um, Apparently, this is like the movie all-time record of amount of weight gained for a role—seventy um, pounds. Was so Christian pretty... Bale on there? Well, Christian Where's Bale's Christian a good Bale? point, but I think it's where he lost. Didn't he lose like forty pounds for uh, what was it? The Machinist. Yeah, but then he had Batman. Right he lost after like that. ninety
3: pounds for that.
0: Maybe it was. It was. He was down to like one twenty. Maybe he was a. He was bones in uh, Machinist. But then, yeah, when he was in Batman, he looked like. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so I I don't know. Did he um, go back down for the fighter
4: after that too, or whatever the? Oh, he was?
0: did. I think so. Yeah, that Christian Bale, he's just really good with his weight fluctuation
4: and his Batman accent. <laughs>
0: <And> he's Batman. <laughs> um, so <laughs> one of my favorite characters <laughs> of the second act of the film was Animal Lover, like the big dude with the machine gun that had like the bullet feeding uh, um, chain. Like he was just like that typical like dumb idiot. Probably couldn't do anything Crazy else. Ass. But he's like a definite perfect killing war machine. Uh, but I read somewhere that Arnold Schwarzenegger turned down that
1: role as Animal Mother. Oh, really? Thank God! Why? Yeah. that'd have been awesome. I don't, know. dude. Th- he's not. A, he's not an American. He's not even native. I don't think theater. Animal
3: Animal Mother was either. I don't think Animal that Robert, dude was dumb.
0: He couldn't read. It's no, really Dude, I don't a, think Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin could read. Definitely not. Which he's not a Baldwin brother. I had to look that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to. I have that as a note, not a Baldwin brother. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a bullet point. And the first source that I found that said he wasn't, I had to like double check. I was like, uh, he might.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you, Ron Burgundy. Sure,
0: he looks like a Baldwin. He's dumb. And he's in movies, so. <laughs> Let's do it. You <laughs> think Arnold would have been bad, though? I thought
3: he would <laughs> have been awesome as Animal Mother. I th-
1: Yeah, well, i read that. I thought he'd be okay. Adam Baldwin did a great job. I don't know if Schwarzenegger would have done one. And then I would have been watching Schwarzenegger not been pulled into the role like it was with Adam That's Baldwin. True.
0: Yeah. I'm more of an anonymous actor at the time, or at least
1: now. Soldiers don't look
2: like Arnold Schwarzenegger, either. I mean, that guy is just head to toe a giant muscle. He's <laughs> talking really like
0: every movie that he's been in. Because <laughs> doesn't he play like a ex-marine or like an ex-military Samantha. person? Every, yeah. Or <laughs> even yeah, but like a
1: robot. Those <laughs> are like actual Or a like robot. Like yeah, that. he
0: plays half-robot sometimes. Are there any parts that we haven't touched, guys, that uh, you want to bring up? Maybe goofs or parts you don't understand or funny parts or whatever. Nah. I
3: think Pyle was just kind of like... Looking at how the Marine can take, like, how the Corps could take any stupid idiot and turn him into a killing machine at that point.
0: Yeah. That's no, how I, I kind of looked at him. Towards graduation, he was somewhat, well, he made 300. He was efforts, competent,
4: but, yeah. Yeah, he
0: was, yeah comp- he was a competent, trained killer. And I think there's that scene where he's shooting targets. And um, uh, Sergeant comes up and says, you know, maybe we can make you a Marine after all. Because he's like drilling the targets and he's and he's kind of got whipped into shape. So.
1: And there was that scene that was right before that that was a little bit on the nose where they're like, who was Lee Harvey Oswald? And then, like some guy says it's a Marine. And then they reference some mm-hmm. mass shooting that took place in Austin and that was also a Marine. Yeah. So it's kind of referencing yeah. that these people kind of lose their minds sometimes, which Sergeant Pyle did. Private Pyle. Does.
2: Yeah. Private Pyle had yeah. two
1: confirmed kills though.
2: <laughs> oh shit.
3: One of the very high ranking officers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's, that's that's funny. Yeah, so I don't think we spoiled it. I think one of the biggest spoilers to our listeners is that uh private pile, uh the big fat dummy that we're talking about that comes into boot camp. He makes it all the way through the end and he actually turns himself into a decent trained killer um and it's tor- it's the last night and jo- joker said he drew straw and uh, unfortunately had to be like on on watch or something is what they called it fire and watch so yeah, he's basically uh, um, walking around with a flashlight and just making sure no- nothing happens when everyone else is sleeping. He hears the noise in the bathroom, walks in the bathroom, piles it on the toilet. Taking a, had- a shit. Well, his pants were on. He, he put, it <laughs> put his turtles out, know. But uh, he-, he had his, not pants, off on the toilet.
2: toilet.
0: <laughs> yeah, jerking off, who knows. Um, but he had his uh, boxer briefs on. And uh, had his M14 in his hand and uh, was loading... Um, well, actually, like, draped across his shoulder, and he, had, he was loading a, a, a magazine, um, and that's where it comes from, uh, 762 millimeter full metal jacket, name of the film. Um, that's where that quote comes from. He's sitting on the toilet filling the, uh, the the magazine, and then when he fills it, that's when he says that, and then that's when Joker walks in when he's doing that, and uh, you can tell Pyle's kind of just lost his mind at this point, and he, he jumps up, and he starts yelling a thing like, right shoulder! Huh! And he does that whole thing and he like presses it down and, and Joker's kind of like, what are you doing? Calm down. Calm down. Uh, the drill sergeant wakes up, <laughs> runs in there. Yeah. Pyle's uh, screaming the rifle prayer. Oh, this is my rifle. This is my gun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you yeah, know, he, he, he was he full <laughs> crazy. He, he totally lost it off the, off the chains, but off the wagon or whatever. Um, and the drill sergeant comes in, shoots him and then he falls down on the toilet and, uh, shoots himself in the head and that's like the last scene of boot camp and then the next scene is rafter man and joker chilling in like that uh that town square that i mentioned earlier where the uh, prostitute comes up me horny me love you long time um, <laughs> shit. Was well, there anything else that you guys want to mention in, or we should jump into trivia?
3: thought Matthew oh, Modine
0: you're... was kind of an
3: underwhelming leading man. That's about it. I
2: like him as an actor.
3: Yeah, Vision Quest was awesome.
0: I've never seen Vision Quest.
3: It's extremely 80s, but pretty fun to watch. I mm. like it.
0: I'm 50-50 on that, because the extremely Rass- 80s, Rass- but if it's watch.
3: It's wrestling, man. Wrestling? Competitive what? high school wrestling. Ooh, so it's foxcatcher. Yeah, it's not, just not as intense or scary. Sheesh. Oh nice
0: with an 80s touch well i was gonna say let's go around and uh, say our yes or no's since i hosted obviously it's a yes stanley Kubrick could shit in a bag mail it to my family's house and i would still love it um so anything Kubrick's amazing but i do really like this film
4: um absolutely yes uh yeah i'm gonna go yes um I mean, I think it's like as like a period piece, I think it's a must see. Um, and like I said, it like made me want to learn more about the Vietnam War because I, I definitely picked the last time I watched this was probably like late high school and I picked up on a lot more societal issues, I guess, this time. And so yeah. it's good. It's it's good to see that kind of stuff and and also be exposed to kind of the the brutality in in both kind of segments of the movie. So, I'm, I, I mean, it's a it's a yes.
2: Uh, I'd say, yeah, uh, the first half of this movie is amazing. And the second half isn't, like, it's not bad, but it's just so different from the first half. It kind of leaves you wanting more of the same. But, yeah, it is, It's like, a gritty, realistic depiction of war and boot camp. And it's nice to see, like, a realistic depiction instead of just over-the-top dumb action movies.
0: Explosions and, yeah. So nice. the, yeah. the Expendables. Yeah, the, yeah it's supposed to be yeah, all it's, seven. It's not the Expendables. Yeah. Oh, man, my favorite movie. Um,
1: Pappy, um, it's a Kubrick classic. It's not in my top five of his, but it's a hard, hard yes for me. Ooh, it was for so sure.
0: hard, Stevie. What do you think?
1: Um, I might give it a
3: yes. <laughs> uh, definitely yeah. think the first half of this movie is by far superior to the second half. I just, I don't know. I just don't enjoy the second half as much as I do the first. I mean, it's kind of like what Mikey said. It's not bad. It's just, and I just the first forty-five minutes, fifty minutes of this movie really just grips you in, pulls you in, mm-hmm. and then just kind of leaves you wanting more. Um, I was happy to see both ends um, of the first half and the second half end with Mickey Mouse. And, uh, (laughs) well, the first half when Sergeant Hartman comes in asking, what is this Mickey Mouse bullshit? And then uh, the end with the song of Mickey Mouse. So, um, yeah, give it a yes.
0: Nice. And for that, that is five yeses. So we are... Um, at a uh, Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh. So, yeah, go ahead and check us out on Rotten Tomatoes.com. No, Nope.
1: Nope. <laughs> Preserve. Nope. Uh,
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're here at Spoilers for Preserve, baby. That milk is ain't going to spoil <laughs> ever. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, let's move along here and get into the trivia. Um, I had an idea of doing a subjective trivia question, which I don't think we've ever really done here in our 30, 40 episodes that we've done. Um, so I moved it more obje- objective, but this might be a little bit of a weird, tough game. And I don't know if I really thought it all the way through, so bear with me here. But I think it might work out. So what I'm going to do is Stanley Kubrick has 13 films. Um, and of those 13 films, what we're going to do here is we're going to do like a um, free throw, what would you call it, knockout? What, what's that called? Where, uh, not knockout,
4: but... Uh, like shoot till you miss.
0: Yeah, that shoot till you miss kind of thing. So we're gonna go like in an order, and you name off things until you miss. Hands off the keyboard, boys. Uh, if you, if you if you could minimize your Chrome browser, and if you're not using Chrome, you're a pleb. Um, but minimize your Chrome browser <laughs> and uh, um, no cheating here. But what we're gonna do of the 13 Stanley Kubrick movies, we're gonna name off characters and or their name, oh, Christ. but you have to combine it with the movie that they're in. So this might be super hard. Um, it might be decently hard. It might be kind of easy. So um, I will name all the movies that they're there that uh, Kubrick that we can pick from. Um, so that might actually help with certain kind of guesses and whatnot. Um, so his late last film, Eyes Wide Shut, nineteen ninety nine. Full Metal Jacket, nineteen eighty seven. The Shining, nineteen eighty. Barry Lyndon, 1975, A Clockwork Orange, 1971, 2001, A Space Odyssey, 1968, Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, 1964, A Movie We've Spoiled, Lolita, 1962, Spartacus, 1960, Paths of Glory, 1957, Now we're getting to the 50s. The the Killing, 1956.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry. You don't don't have to worry. (laughs) You really don't.
0: Yeah, but you could say, like, the killer of Killer's Kiss, and maybe that would be a character. Uh, Hint, it's not. But, like, if, you know what I mean. So so we have to name. And his final film, Fear and Desire, 1953. So all you have to do is name a character.
1: I can name, like, two
3: of those. A character in the movie
1: they're from of a question so it's a character in a movie well the reason i say movie is so you don't just say like
0: and also how i'm searching how i'm searching this this is really tough i have 13 tabs open (laughs) and f finding uh the person that you're gonna be saying so the
4: film would help don't you already know all the characters vince absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) let go um first
0: we're gonna do yeah stevie no who has the advantage not me i've I hate Kubrick. No, Stevie, you hosted uh, the uh, holidays. Well, I can say so that. Wouldn't, wouldn't the first person have the advantage? Or no.
2: Yeah.
0: We're going to sure. do we're going to do money Mike, Pappy, Jordan, Stevie. All right. And at least you should really? be able to name and it doesn't have to be like it so it can either be the actor's name or the character's name. And since we just watched Full Metal Jacket, okay. I hope we can get at least a couple. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh spartacus spartacus
0: boom nice pick (laughs) that is absolutely one played by kirk douglas
4: private joker full metal jacket boom jordan long gomer Pyle. full metal jacket boom
0: stevie
3: how much i don't think this is right um let's see here alex clockwork orange
2: yep played by malcolm
0: mcdowell there we go uh
2: rafter man full metal jacket
0: oh nice pick Pappy. Animal Mother, Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Boom, nice pick. We should definitely get those crossed off. I love it. Jordan Long.
4: Snowball, Full Metal Jacket.
0: <laughs> Boom, nice pick, Stevie. Uh
3: Has anybody said Cowboy yet, Full Metal Jacket?
2: Shit.
0: No, nice pick. Money Mike. Uh. And also
2: remember, uh, the, Yeah, we can uh, say Jeremy Irons is in Lolita. Jeremy Irons is in Lolita, right?
0: Jeremy, last
3: name? Irons. Ar- I R O N
0: S. Well, he could be, but he's not pulling up on a uh, search. I think uh, I'm check uh, on uh, that one.
4: Uh, <laughs> out.
1: Out. <laughs> out. Out. <laughs> out. Double no, check that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he is.
0: No, I, I am checking it.
1: Two men enter. One man. <laughs> Jeremy Irons.
3: Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah. That is spoilers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, money. He's in a Lolita, but he's in 1997's Lolita. Uh, not Stanley Kubrick's 1960 Lolita.
4: That's so 60 suspicious. Lolita. It seems like somebody was Googling.
0: No, yes, I heard a podcast very, with Aronson
4: last week.
0: Uh, very Googlish. Moving on. If someone
1: gets another one, you are out. Let's go to Pappy, your pick. Jack Nicholson, the Shining.
0: Noice. That counts. That counts. Jordan Long.
1: Dave two thousand one. Yes, sir. Hello, Dave.
3: Is it my turn?
0: Absolutely. That's Dave Do- uh, Bowman, Dr. Dave Bowman played by I can't say his name, so I'm just gonna go on. Stevie, your turn.
3: <laughs> I'm not sure if this is her name or not, but Shelly Duvall the shining
0: yes, God damn it. she's in time Good bandits. <laughs> oh, fuck off. So let's let's all go around here and say how bad time bandits is.
3: It's <laughs> really band- real Bad.
0: That's that's too. That's certified terrible.
1: <laughs> uh, anyways, uh,
0: Paps up. Uh,
1: Pappy, your turn. A- Animal mother. Full
0: already, already, already said that. I'm already said that. But I'm gonna give you some uh, lean that seat. Eight ball. Full moon. Nice pick. Guy.
4: Very pick. That will play. Eight ball. Eight ball. Shit. Jordan. I'm gonna go uh, Lolita and Lolita. <laughs>
1: that will play, baby. Play.
0: What? By two- Yes. I love the strategy. Uh, (laughs) That's obvious you didn't know. (laughs) Christ almighty. Uh,
3: Nicole Kidman, Eyes Wide Shut.
0: Very, very good. And you should be able to get another point from that. Pappy. Tom Cruise, Eyes Wide Shut. All right. I gave it to Pappy. Jordan.
4: Dr. Strange Love. (laughs) In Dr. (laughs) Strange Love. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that will
0: fucking play dude jordan knows how to win games happy oh, no stevie stevie what me again wait no well, yeah is it yeah i don't the... know yeah it's you again well you come after jordan unless jack I
3: d ripper dr strangelove
1: very good pick pappy crazy earl fomo jacket <laughs> crazy
0: earl
4: that will play
0: jordan long
4: well, I'm, I'm out i thought i could i thought i could finagle my way through i, I have no idea <laughs> dude you definitely can keep finagling okay um m- mrs strange love from <laughs>
0: <laughs> jesus oh mother Mary, what did you were you on the doctor strange love episode no okay god you were so out get the fuck out <laughs> Mrs. Strange is not. Move on. All right, let's go. Me and Stevie. Me and Stevie. Fabby, please knock him out.
3: Please. Mrs. Strangelove. Me and Stevie. <laughs> um. Let's oh, no, see here. Dog. Strangelove. Love. Um. <laughs> fans, can you Give me a little wiggle no, room on no, this. No. No. Just well, a little.
1: I got, got a home runs. Uh, I got a home run. It's a character's oh. name. Oh, then
3: yes. It's either going to be Doorman or door gunner. Full metal, full metal jacket,
1: dude. No, very good door gunner. You Thank got you. that, one. James Earl yes. Jones, uh, Dr. Strangelove.
0: Yes, his uh, debut film, I believe. Stevie,
1: um, someone said Joker, someone said Cowboy <laughs> Joker. And
0: to our listeners, uh, may I mind you as you think, um, if Pappy gets right and Stevie answers wrong, Pappy wins. Because Peter Sellers, Doctor Strangelove, Mm. very good. good. God, Christ! Since we're down to two, at some point
3: I got one in the bank.
0: I can name all the movies again if we want.
1: Um, (laughs) Scary Twin Number One, The Shining. (laughs) Um, (laughs) no, that's not in there. Stevie's got to name one though, yeah. No, Mandrake. I'm, not, well, I'm looking up.
0: I'm looking up. Scary Girl number. I said twin, it's, Scary Twin it's number
1: Grady, one.
0: It's Grady. daughter. God, oh, man, so cool. oh. <laughs> They're both billed as Grady daughter. So there's not even one and two. So there's Force Ranger one and Force Ranger two. But there's Grady daughter by Lisa Burns and Grady daughter by Louise Burns. So they're actually twins in real life. Um, Is <sighs> that me? You? Wait, 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 wait. No, he wins. What do you say?
3: I said Mandrake. Yeah, Doctor Strangelove.
0: That will play. Well. Well, so I was thinking about it because we've already said Peter Sellers. And Peter Sellers was Mandrake, President Merkin Muffley, and Dr. Strangelove. I named the character,
1: No, he played multiple characters. Stevie Stevie wins. Well, no, he does. All right, Stevie, what's it (laughs) going (laughs) to be?
3: This is actually a 2016 movie that came out earlier this year that got no theater play.
0: Sweet. Okay, yes. Let's do it.
3: It's a movie I've seen probably two or three times, and I really like it. It's called Midnight Special.
1: Yeah. All right.
3: Uh, it's with Michael Shannon and uh, Joel Edgerton yeah. and Kirsten Dunst. Very good movie.
0: Nice pick. Well, thanks, yeah. everyone, for being on. Um, this was uh, Vince the Intern for 7.62 Full Metal Jacket. Millimeter Full Jet I really ruined that. But anyways, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter by going to Podcast Jesus Christ. Okay, someone else play us out. <laughs> Stevie,
3: play <us> a <laughs>
0: Woo! <laughs> we are so we're not we're not getting this. Should we rewind? Try it again.
1: Try it again. Podcastspoilers at gmail.com. <laughs> Welcome to sports. <laughs> can tweet us at, at Splores PDCST. Leave us a review by searching for Spores Podcast. And click on the uh, cereal bowl, review tabs, and leave us a review there. Joshua Hensley wrote a theme song. (laughs) I thought someone else would jump in at some point. (laughs) This is the worst playoff ever.
0: Stanley Kubrick could shit in a bag, mail it to my family's house, and I would still love it.